It's Monday, July 26th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show without Jen Grant. Yes, but she'll be back tomorrow, so join me today as I fly this ship solo and talk about ripping my pants on stage, Ted Lasso Season 2 now on Apple TV, Olympic opening ceremony drone performance, man stranded at sea for 48 hours after his ship sank, Jason Statham diving at the 1990 Commonwealth Games, plus no daily dose with Jen Grant, but I go through your comments and a lot more. And it all starts now. Now, why don't we do a take two? Taz, wait a minute. Let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Vogel. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Heidi Delisepi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Who am I talking to? What am I yeah. doing? Julian Dion episodes? Comedy Hour? You're podcast. listening to the... <laughs> Fuck some <laughs> See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Days and Not really, I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. Hey. <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio. In the beautiful Gatting the Wheels. Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is Jean Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Sigs. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA system. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Show you and me belong, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People, I need to lose. Sing a little song, then take a shower. Julian Dion. It's a, it's a show. It's not an hour. It's a show. It's okay. to a brand new episode of the Julian Dion Show without Jen Grant. Once again, once again, once again, once again, without Jen Grant. I know. Oh, I know. Coming at you with a brand new episode, number 413, recorded live on a Monday morning. Monday, July 26th. 
course, broadcasting to you from my mouth hole to ear ear holes directly from what? Lemoncrest Studios in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Hey, hey. Hey. Turn it down a bit. It's loud, isn't it? Especially for Monday. Let's... All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. If you're watching us live on YouTube, please go ahead and smash that like button, as the kids say. And if you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It makes all the difference in the world. Go ahead, search the podcast and sig it up. If you have, like, if you have an iPhone, you have the Facebook app or the uh, Facebook app, the podcast app. Let's go ahead. Leave a little review, Skipoo. All right. I am on comments. As you know, we do record live, so we're live right now. I'm on comments and soundboard. A lot of things happening at once, so I will get to your comments periodically. Let me know what you're up to. Let me know what... uh, Feel free to bring up some topics. Jen is uh, sleeping. See, this is why we have to... I talked about it on Friday. We're going to change the hour of the live broadcast. Now, if you listen to the podcast on Apple, it won't change much other than it'll be up a couple later hours later than usual. Just because now, as the world is reopening, we're doing shows all the time, and it's a tough schedule to keep to... By the time you get off stage and get home and you're wind down and then the alarm goes off at 4.35 o'clock to do this, it's uh, it's a bit much. <laughs> so Jen had a show last night at Absolute Comedy, her last show of the week. And so this morning is uh, tired. We determined last night. She, is, this out of, is it out of focus a little bit? I had to adjust the camera angle. Oh. Uh, maybe a touch I can't tell anyway so yeah had a great weekend uh, Jen was at Absolute Comedy all week as I said she wrapped up last uh, last night I was on both shows on Saturday it was really good to be back doing comedy people are excited to be out electric crowd is small, smaller capacity than usual obviously there's just about I think four 40 or 50 people, maybe, at Absolute. I can't remember what the what the sellout is. I think 50. Anyway, there was uh, two shows, 8 and 10.30 on Saturday, and I, I went to uh, just do a short spot. And um, on the early show, Saturday, I got on stage, and um, I said something uh, to the effect of, yeah, everybody... Uh, I don't know, just kind of silly getting into my set. So look at us, all vaxxed and waxed and ready for hot girl summer. And then I popped my booty. I did a dip where I dropped right to my feet and uh, in a very limber fashion and uh, popped the giant hole in my pants. Right off the get-go, off the set, off the beginning of the set. And you know what? I was, so I, I do wear a, a suit, a three-piece suit when I, perform stand-up and so before I think I was on third on the show and uh, 
as the second comic was on, I was actually in the green room practicing dipping, like dropping right to the ground. Pop your booty on the way up. I was actually practicing just because, you see these suits, they make them uh, Euro fit, they call it. Slim, slim fit design. So everything's tight. So, so I'm like, can I, is, is this gonna, is this gonna hold up? And uh, I did it a couple times in the green room, no problem. But when then, in the excitement and the adrenaline of being in front of people, I did an aggressive booty pop and dropped real fast and came back up. But as I dropped, I felt pop, pop, and I had about a toonie-sized hole right above, right on my, like directly where my butthole is. Little bigger than a toonie, maybe uh, a sand dollar. Remember those? You guys know those sand dollars? Is that a weird reference? Anyway, right on my butthole, and so I, I addressed it. Had I been uh, newer into comedy, I probably would have just uh, plowed through. But um, I said, I think I just popped a hole in my. Ripped a hole in my pants. I don't know why I'm saying popped a hole. That's not a saying. And uh, the audience uh, laughed and asked to see it, so I showed it. And I never felt more vulnerable. At that very moment, I was turned my back to the audience, bent over, my back arched, presenting. Essentially, I'm presenting to the audience, quite literally, as they do in the animal kingdom. All that was missing was some sort of song or, or display of color to attract a mate. Like that's all that was missing. But I was fully presenting and I was kind of trying to uh, find the hole with my hand to, to show the audience. So I've, I'm back to the audience, bent over, back is arched, ready for insertion. I'm presenting, as I said. And then I'm uh, rubbing uh, to, find <laughs> to, to find the hole and so it just looks like I'm uh, rubbing my general butthole area in front of the audience. And then I started uh, making sounds like, yeah, yeah, you like that? Anyway, it was a really fun moment on stage. But uh, how do you follow that with material? Anyway, so this pandemic, am I right? <laughs> or uh, as a lot of people in my uh, Facebook news feed call it, plandemic. <laughs> no, but we're having fun. Anyway, it was a really, really fun moment and, and like electric. The audience was just losing it. And so uh, it was a good time. And then did the second show with, again, a sand dollar sized hole in my pants directly in the area of my butthole. But I didn't address it in the second show. I know, I know some people may have, uh, someone was like, well, are you going to do that again on the second show? I'm like, no, I can't. I can't fake it. Like fake mistakes. I see comics do that sometimes on stage. Well, they'll have a, every, every time in their act, they'll like do a fake, like a fake act out a mistake. A comic buddy used to do this joke where he would say, uh, he, 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 I, I can't remember what the premise was, but he, um, was talking about getting uh, robbed, and it's like I would, I would, I would definitely beat off the, uh, beat off the robbers, and then he would go, <laughs> well, well, no, not beat off, beat off, like, like as if he like caught himself in a mistake every time. And I just can't, I just feel too silly. It's funny, it works every time if you can do it, but I just can't act. Like so, on the first show, it really did happen. I was able to address it, obviously, in the moment. But on the second show, I couldn't just pretend, recreate, like, oh. <laughs> 
Oh, there's a hole in my pants. Yeah, you want that? Yeah, and bend over. Like I just couldn't. So it was a one once in a lifetime, one time thing to uh, to address. Is the camera a little out of focus? I can't tell. Let me uh, let me know if um, if it's a little. Hold on. Is that better? Can't tell. Sorry. I think that's all right. Anywho, I think I might be a tiny, tiny bit out of focus. I apologize to focus, focus, focus. I apologize to anyone uh, watching the feed if it's a little just, I, I can't tell. I can't tell if my glasses are dirty or if uh, the feed's a little... Anyway, who cares? Here we are. Had a fun, uh, some fun shows. It is a lot of fun to to uh, get back on stage. Tonight, we're at Swizzles in Ottawa. Both Jen and I doing a short 10-minute spot. We'll, we're we're going to ask to go on early so we can come back and sleep and uh, do the show tomorrow morning at 7 again. And then Jen is at Just for Laughs on Wednesday at Club Soda. That performance will be available online to stream. So uh, we'll we'll tweet out uh, on our Twitter and at the uh, uh, Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant official Facebook group. We'll tweet out links to Jen's Club Soda performance or at the very least links to uh, tickets. And uh, that's going to be a good show. So we're heading to Montreal. So no show on Thursday. And I, I just, I've got to start working out again. I took like, well, I've, I've just like sporadic lately working out. I just adjusted the focus on my camera and I'm uh, winded. Yeah, it's not. Um... Anyway, so uh, no show Thursday. So we'll be doing four brand new episodes this week, uh, this morning, tomorrow. Wednesday morning and then Friday we'll take Thursday off because we're uh, spending the night in Montreal on Wednesday uh, night. So there she is. Yeah, so like Jen had a show last night and um, so she was only going to be home around 10.30 or 11 o'clock. Uh, I was like, I'll be I'll be in bed for sure uh, by that point. So, um, so Jen... Gets Jen is like performing comedy. I'm asleep, and then we wake up. We're like employees at a factory, just like shift with overlapping shifts, all in the name of entertainment. She's at the club. I'm sleeping. She tiptoes in the bedroom, goes to sleep. My alarm goes off. I tiptoe out of the bedroom. She's asleep. I come out in here talking into a microphone. These weird lives we lead. What are we doing here? Anyway, uh, have you watched Ted Lasso season two on Apple TV? With uh, if you don't know what it is, it's with uh, Jason Sudeikis. I um I did not know uh, much about it. I'd heard some stuff. I've seen him do some interviews on Kimmel and such just to promote the show over the last you know, whenever it came out. And uh, here, when did that come out? Anyway, 
And it kind of fell off the radar. I didn't hear people talk about it much. And then I was hearing people um, uh, really uh, talk it up on social media because season two was coming out this weekend. And so people were excited about Ted Lasso. I'm like, I have to look it up. I don't know how I would describe it. I wouldn't necessarily call it a comedy. I mean, I guess it is a comedy, but it's uh, like it's not a drama, obviously. It's not a comedy. It's not like... I don't know. When I think comedy, I think, you know, extras or The Office or 30 Rock. This is, this. it's lighthearted. What, what category is Ted Lasso? Do we know? Anyway, so I uh, actually watched season one over the weekend uh, in anticipation for season two. Didn't know anything about it. I know I like Jason Sudeikis. So I thought, let's give it a try. And so the premise of the show is... Um, there's this uh, a soccer team in England. Uh, the owner is going through a divorce, and in the divorce, his wife gets uh, ownership of the soccer team, or football as they call it. And uh, she's uh, it's 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 an ugly divorce, and in her quest to destroy her ex-husband, now that she owns the only thing that she's she's ever loved, the, the his baby, his football club. She decides to sabotage it, so she hires a new head coach who's actually a high school football coach by the name of Ted Lasso, who's played by Jason Sudeikis. So he's based in the States, coaching American football at an amateur level. And uh, so she hires him, a very controversial hire, People don't know what she's doing, but her plan ultimately is uh, she wants to hire a nobody so that they uh, uh, kind of uh, fuck it all up. And so um, she does. She hires Ted Lasso, and he's just this nicest guy ever, the nice character, the -the over-the-top, optimistic, all the time, like just... Really just nice guy, kind of a Ned, actually Ned Flanders type. Just unshakable, always uh, in a good mood, always complimentary. I knew a guy like that, that uh, I used to work with in sales back in the day. Every time, he's like just over the top nice. Every time you'd ask him, hey Steve, how are you? Good, but more importantly, how are you? More importantly, I have a little self-esteem, Steve. It's okay. We can be equals in this inquiry of our well-being but anyway so Ted Lasso so he goes over there and of course I don't want to spoil it just watch it it's a it's a it's a very feel-good show it's very nice is it a comedy I don't know I don't laugh it's not like laugh out loud funny there's a couple funny moments it's just light I guess it would fall in the comedy category but um Anyway, but watching Ted Lasso, I realized how cynical I am. I realized how, uh, you know, I think it just slowly seeps into it. I used to be like Ted Lasso, I think, more like that back in the day. I was very optimistic, always so positive. And I don't know if it's being in comedy and just being, I've slowly become hardened and cynical. I often exaggerate my cynicism, especially here on the show, just to, to often take a, have a take or have an opinion, take a side on certain things. Like, well, 
any topic we discuss. So sometimes it's funny to take the exaggerated cynicism approach, like where it's not truly how I feel, but you just go, come on. And you take a cynical approach. It's exaggerated for humor purposes. And it's funny because it just like really highlights a side, uh, uh, one of the sides. I'm almost cartoony cynicism. But I think doing that over and over has kind of uh, affected me a little bit. I think I've slowly become cynical. Like, it's funny to, to be overly cynical on here, but I think it's starting to affect my personality generally. Because I... I uh, Watching Ted Lasso, and he's so positive about every, every, in every situation, every choice he has to make, every conversation. He's over the top, just positive, and uplifts people. And you're kind, it's you're kind of like, okay, nobody's like that, but there are some people like that. And then when you, it's kind of like when you fake it, like that, you you do feel it, like it works. I know that sounds insane, but actually, I've I've done it on the podcast. Remember, I did it about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. I came on. I'm like, you know what? Only positive from now on. And it felt great. It starts to work. You start kind of feeling way better about everything. Just over the top positive. So when I was watching Ted Lasso, I was trying that around the house on the weekend. I shitting you not. Just like even just like my internal dialogue, just really positive. And it works. I've become cynical. <laughs> what happened to my... What happened? Something along the way happened. I just got uh, beat up by life where now I'm just a cynical 37-year... Like, But again, it's not always meant, the cynicism. Sometimes it's funny to just take an angle. Come on here and say all life coaches are a mess. That's I don't really mean that, but it's a cynical angle. It's funny, but it's it's um, I don't actually think all life coaches are a mess. There's just a lot. <laughs> Let's be real. There's been a surge in life coaches during the pandemic. People finding their new calling, which uh, it's often people that ha- don't like that are a complete mess in their own lives. Have you noticed this again? This is a generalized, exaggerated, cynical viewpoint. But, you know, you're like, oh, look, it looks like uh, uh, Melissa kicked her MDMA habit. She's a life coach now. I have a buddy who, uh, he's sober now, got sober, worked on himself. He's become somewhat of a life coach and counselor sort of thing, but... He's like always looking to for it like too much. We're almost every time almost every time I run in, run into this guy. We talk, it's all good. Everything's normal exchange and then we uh we part ways and a few hours to a day after I'll get a text, "Hey man, you okay?" Didn't seem like old Julian when I was talking to you. Seems like Something's up literally every time I talk to him. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, dude, I'm fine. Trust me. It's all, but every time I talk to him, he either thinks I have, I have a crisis or he goes through crises all the time. And he's, he's, the, he's the one, the counselor. But he'll call me and be like, dude, I can't, I don't know. 
which is, it's all good. We all have our down days, but this happens often. And he's a coach of life. Well, he, well he'll call me and be like, dude, I, I don't know what's going on, but life just doesn't seem fair and I don't know what's... And then I'm like pacing around the phone, like uh, the house talking on the phone. No, dude, you've got everything going for you. Jeez, you're taking an unconventional path and approach to life, but you're kicking ass. You're really, you know, you fall into such a small category of the population that's doing what you're doing. And then I'm like, who's the coach here? I'm, I'm life coaching the coach. Anyway, but so, and I've talked about this before on the show, so not to repeat that take, but just goes to show that that exaggerated cynicism can be funny, but I don't actually think that I, you know, there's of course some good life coaches, I'm sure. I'm sure if you uh, look into it, if you do the research, there's uh, some, some good life coaches. There has studies, to be. You know. 60% of the time, it works every time. All right, let's see what, uh, what we got here in, uh, by way of topics in the topic department, department. Once again, Jen Grant, if you're just joining us, Jen Grant is not here. She's uh, sleeping, catching up, had a show last night, and uh, so here we are. So as we do every solo pod, time now to... Throw shit on the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> All right. Welcome. Thank you so much. Oh, I've got some comments here. Let me see. Uh, Wendy says, Nuggets in the house. Yes, he is right behind me. Is he still in the shot? Oh, just a little bit. He's a little bit in the shot. On the live feed, reminding you to see if you're watching on YouTube. Just go ahead, smash that like button. Makes a difference. Who else have we got on comments here? Um, yes, Nuggy is out of focus. That that makes sense. Thank you for that input, Wendy, because he's he's about three feet behind me, so I'm closer, and it's not an autofocus, so he should be a little bit out of focus. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> welcome, welcome to breaking the fourth wall with Julian Dion. Okay. Uh, I'm positive it won't work for me. Uh, if you're being positive, you mean? Yeah. Who's winning, positive Julian or cynical Julian? Mark T is asking. Um, I, I don't know. I think overall, overall uh, I think to, to my core, I'm still positive Julian. I still am pretty optimistic, but cynical julian seeps in there depends on the time of day if i haven't had if i'm tired or something like that it greatly will affect the quality of my thinking if i'm tired it's all cynicism all the time if i'm rested i'm optimistic i actually feel that as soon as i have an espresso shot this is the beauty of this uh the the most popular drug in the world caffeine you take it you all of a sudden I'll have an espresso shot, then I'm like grateful, I'm th excited about things, I'm thinking of upcoming projects. Positive, Julian. When I have energy, when I'm drained, cynical, Julian. So there. So there's that. Ted Lasso, season two. Did I talk about everything that I wanted to? I think so. It's a good show. It's a feel-good show. And wa so watch it. It's on Apple TV. And... Uh, 
it'll make you feel good about yourself and try try being uh, acting like that a little bit um around your life and house there advice have you guys been watching the olympics we never do great canada in the olympics in uh and i don't know why is it is it let me let me pull up the olympic standings 2021 Okay, so here it is. I'm going to share this screen with you. Let's see the standings. All right, so the U.S. is number one. With 14 medals total, seven gold medals, three uh, silver, two bronze. Japan. Oh, we went up. We were, so Canada's number 11. Japan is second place. But Canada is eleventh uh, place. We were seventeenth when I looked this up yesterday. We we don't. Uh, oh, we have a gold medal. What did we get a gold medal in diving? I should probably look this up. Um, I don't know. Oh, in uh, women women's hundred meter butterfly. Is there a less convenient way to swim than the butterfly? Have you ever tried to do the butterfly? Like, there's no. Uh, there's no other purpose for that swim than in a pool competing at an elite level. Like, there's no... Like you never see someone... Actually, one one year we were... I think the first or second year we went to an all-inclusive resort in Mexico. There was a guy swimming at the pool. He would do this, like... You know, when you go to a resort, there's that, uh, you know, wake up in the morning, you go to the beach... You go reserve your chairs. You go put towels and books and flip-flops on your chairs. Then you go for breakfast and get a coffee. Then you come back to your chairs. You're back on the beach. at the. I'm trying to not say chair again. At your chairs. And uh, it's still like early. It's like, it's like 10.41 a.m. You're full. You can hear the party pool starting up in the distance. Boots and shorts and boots and shorts and boots and shorts. The hungover employees are setting up again the games, the dumb, crazy games, the beer chugging contests and so on. And then you're at the beach all day. Then it's full party mode, fun times, drinks and stuff. But there's this period where everybody retreats to get ready to go out to dinner around uh, five or six. Everyone, You're kind of just in your room getting ready on the balcony, having a drink, waiting to go go to dinner. Well, at that time... The pool was almost always empty this year. We went to the resort and uh, there was this man that would show up in shape with a contraption. They were like goggles that went like over his face. I don't know. It was like this weird goggle. Something you would like only swimmers know. Like, oh yeah, there's a specialty, like that, a kind of goggle where to the rest of us, it just looks insane. And he would do the butterfly in the pool at the all-inclusive. It's not a lap pool. It's not even straight. And this guy would be doing the full butterfly, but it just seems like such an inconvenient way to <laughs> to travel. Anyway, we got a gold medal in that. What am I talking about? What am I saying? Yeah, so we're 11th. As I said yesterday, we were uh, 17th when I checked. Anyway... But the opening ceremonies I watched on Friday, I think it was, 
and there was a drone show. It was f- insane. I mean, this is like we're, we're really, if you were to show footage of this, even in the 90s, you'd be like, whoa, what year is that, 3,000? I mean, it is insanely uh, futuristic looking when you have, uh, they had 1,800 drones in the sky. And I don't know, they must program them to move. Imagine the pressure of controlling 18, just 1,800 people controlling drones, remote control. Like you mess it up one time, it just would be like a, look like a Tour de France crash crash in the sky. Let me show you part of this um, display. It was insane. I mean, this, it looks like, uh, it looks like an alien invasion thing. If, if you showed this to someone in the 90s, they would be convinced that aliens are real. They'd be like, oh, look, we're not alone. So all those lights are drones. Without them doing even a pattern or anything, it's just impressive to see that many lit up drones in the sky. What if I was crying right now? Look at it. Looks fi- it looks like um, CGI. Is it there? Okay, there. Sorry, this is a visual bit. How do I pause it? How do I pause it? Okay, so it looks like a CGI, like a computer graphic. It doesn't look, but it's actually happening in the sky. Look at that globe. Yeah, they've got to be. They've got to be programmed. See, even that, uh, like how. I, that's that's. I attribute all that to to smart people. I mean, without smart people, how would you figure out to have a drone? We're gonna have a drone fly in the sky, a bunch of them, and coordinate into the shape of a globe, the map of the world. How do you? You could give me all the tools needed, even the steps. I still could not pull this off. It's a big globe, and now they've now it's the Olympic rings. All the drones are shaped. It's crazy. Tokyo 2020. Look at it. Anyway, so that, I thought that was pretty insane. How do I get out of this? Okay. So there. Oh, sorry about that. See, I get I get uh flustered when I when I'm alone. There's just so much uh to control, the volume, the board, the mixer, the soundboard, the cameras, the picture in picture, the sharing the screen. All right. Uh, and as uh, I often do when I uh, am alone here, there's some topics I pulled that I, ra- I just skim- skimmed through so that we will we'll have to read a little bit together, okay? So just bear with me. Next topic. I need a, I need a sound effect for next topic. Well, let's go ahead. Uh, how about... Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Next topic. Let's see what we got. 
Okay, so Ted Lasso Olympics. Is it man stranded at sea for 48 hours? Oh, yeah, I saw this. This is freaking my freak. Really think about this. Okay, so man... Uh, let me pull it up so you guys can see it as well for those watching. Man stranded at sea for 48 hours after his ship sank. Really think about that. Okay, so a man was rescued after his cargo ship sank last Saturday. The man spent 48 hours at sea. Where's my thing? Uh, the man was rescued by Marine Con uh, Conservation Organization Sea Shepherd and the Liberian Coast Guard off the coast of West, uh, the West African nation. Uh, all right. Actually think of spending 48 hours... floating in the sea really think about that you're just alone you don't know how deep it is what's underneath things are watching you and that's fine like that's terrifying during the day then imagine at 3 21 a.m you're just float you do that twice at 3 21 a.m <laughs> just floating in the black ocean with the black sky just it must be beautiful though you must be torn you must be like uh must be like the positive and the cynic both competing again where you're like oh my god look at all these beautiful stars but i'm gonna die i mean you you for sure must go through every possible human emotion known to man just bawling one minute the next minute you're laughing <laughs> next minute you're angry Think about that 48 hours with a life jacket in the sea. And that is such a that that is such a like a, a just a line that people will read without really thinking about it. Just going like, oh that's crazy, like 48 hours in the day, and then you read the article. But actually, because it's reduced to a simple moment when you read it, it just goes quick. Like, but imagine 48 hours in the water. There's still uh, 17 people unaccounted for. Why did I bring that up? There was all a positive story about him uh, surviving. But you must for sure if you must for sure think at multiple times uh, throughout that 48 hours that you're not going to make it. I mean, and so the, he was rescued from the waters of the Atlantic Ocean around 48 hours after the ship sank. It was unclear how or why the ship was able to leave uh, harbor, whether it was carrying any cargo at the time. The vessel's owner, a Chinese national, was arrested on Sunday afternoon. Shit. Anyway. Okay. There it is. Oh, this I looked up uh, last night. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Uh, because of the Olympics, Olympics is happening, of course, as you know. By the way, are you guys watching the Olympics? I heard their ratings are uh, at a down at a 33-year low. Do I have that here? Yes. Tokyo Olympics um, opening draws 16.7 million U.S. TV viewers, a 33-year low. 
I like as a kid growing up, the Olympics was really something special. It was crazy. I, I would, but it's. Is it because I've gotten older that I don't care, or do just people in general care less about the Olympics? I guess they do because, uh, or they don't. They do or they don't because it's down thirty-three, uh, a thirty-three year low. But uh, anyway, because uh, there's some stuff that's fun to watch, but other stuff I, I could care less. Diving is one thing that's. Uh, It's fun to watch, and I was—I uh, came across last night a clip. I didn't watch the whole thing because I wanted to watch it here with you today. Of uh, in 1990, Jason Statham, yes, that Jason Statham, Statham, competed in a diving, uh, a diving uh, at the 1990 Commonwealth Games. Roy, that Jason Statham. Listen here, mate. That one from all the movies. So I want to watch this. I want to watch. Uh, and again, I apologize to our audio listeners because it is a visual bit. But if you go to uh, the Julian Dion show with Jen Grant, you can see the video. Dot com. All right. Let me pull it up. Let me bring you in on the action. This is actor Jason Statham. Diving at the 1990 Olympics, or not Olympics, sorry, Commonwealth Games. <laughs> Definitely not Olympics. England's Jason Statham. Right, mate. He's in ninth position. Fuck off. Forward, two and a half somersault with one twist, 2.8. He had hair back then. Ooh. Oh shit! Too much Amazing. Travel on that dive on the left, Beverly Boys. That was actually quite impressive. Lying in eighth position. Oh it's wait, are they saying it wasn't a good dive? Hold on. I can't. I can't tell. To me, that looked amazing. He does like a triple flip and a twisty. Far too much forward travel on that. Dive oh, on far the left, too much Beverly forward. Boys. This is how much I know nothing about any sports. To me, that was like a <laughs> a great dive. I'm like, oh, amazing. Far too much forward. Far too much time. forward. Fucking hell. I don't know. The, now I'm doing... Uh, the, the, uh, it's not Jason Statham, but it's... Uh, what's that show? Peaky Blinders. Forward three and a half somersault with okay, Tuck. Okay, here we go. Three and a half somersault with Tuck. He just did a trip. Is that good? He just Jason did a Statham, who's not having... Oh my god, I know nothing about diving. I just did a triple flip and is it what's the what's the problem? The splash? And the, I'm like, "Oh my god, that's incredible." The the announcer's like, "Jason Statham not too happy with that one." I'm like, "What happened?" Jason Statham who's not having a good time. How? Somersault with Tuck. You just did a, a triple somersault with Tuck. Okay, one, two, three. What is it? The splash? <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell. Oh, shit. Jason Statham, who's not having a good time. He's moved from 8th, slipped down to 11th. Oof. Like Canada. That's where he is now. Remember Why are we happy about 11th? But Jason Statham coach. is it's, it's disastrous. English coach here, Kim White. Statham with his inward three and a half, two and a half somersault with Pike. 
And it's short again. I get. I cannot. Okay, I know nothing of any sport. It's official. I'm like, okay, that one was good. And then the announcer's like, what a horrific dive. Short again. Oh, I guess he's. It's the splash. It's when he goes in the water. Okay, I'm gonna skim through here. Rushing that rather early on, but quite. It's also confusing because the audience cheer. They don't only cheer, but the like. Or clap, they're cheering. So to me, I'm like, oh, the audience thought that was good. Then the announcer's like, what a dev devastating dive. Rushing that rather early on, but uh, quite a good entry. Okay, good entry. Back, that one was one good. One and a half somersaults, two and a half twists. Tariff, 2.8. Like when I watch him on the diving board there and he's like focused, I, it's, it's like you want to tell him, I know your future. Don't worry about this. Who cares about diving? Never step foot on a diving board again because uh, you're going to have a great Hollywood career. Just don't worry about it. Well, a good final dive from Jason. Okay, see, to me, that was just as good as the other cool one, and now ones, but that, that was, was the best better. One. All right. Here's forward three and a half somersault with Pike, 3.0. Is this interesting to anybody? Because I'm finding it interesting, but I could be the only one. Oh, that was a big splash. Yeah, a bit short. I don't think that was good. Now he's on the top, top diving board. Like the... Was <laughs> well, <that laughs> oh my god, okay. <laughs> that one, okay, I, this one I know is bad. I know that much about diving to know that if uh, no water in the pool is left after from your splash, it's not good. <laughs> you even hear like the slap... The slap on that one. Listen to the sound. It sounds like a belly flop, and you, the audience, even gasps. Listen to this. Well, that is worst <laughs> dive as well. Uh, a back three and a half right. somersault with Tuck, three point three. All right, enough of that. And the Englishman. Lucky to get away with that injury there. Oh, <laughs> that, <one laughs> that was bad. Okay, that one, that one was bad. Anyway, Jason Statham diving. Oh, shit. In moments like this, I miss Jen. This will be fun to riff on. Okay, what, what else do we got? That's enough of that. Is this interesting? I don't know. I, I see Jason Statham diving in 1990. I'm like, yeah, I'll talk about that. But, but, uh, I don't know. Let me let me go to the comments and see if anything. Uh... Okay, um, Jerry. Good morning. The Olympics—they're happening, really. LOL. I didn't really know. Yes, Holly. Good morning out there in Van City. Are you still out in the West Coast? Um, the Olymp. Yes, they they are happening. I guess, but uh... morning, uh, uh, Ken. All right. People don't have cable. I've tried streaming it off NBC and it just didn't work. And Ken says, if you have an antenna, you can get digital HD. <laughs> I love that. Giving you guys advice in the uh, comments. All right. What else have we got? Jason Statham diving. We did that. Man refusing to get up Twitter handle gets swatted and dies. This was sort of an interesting story. I just thought it was uh, weird circumstances, like crazy. So this man that owned the... I guess technically he still does, even though he's uh, dead. 
So he had the Twitter handle. This is such a weird story. His Twitter, uh, his uh, Twitter handle was at Tennessee. He somehow had his name was Mark Herring, and he had he was sixty, and he had the Twitter handle at Tennessee. I didn't know that people care that much about Twitter handles, but apparently it was a very coveted, sought after handle. The international international scheme to obtain a coveted Twitter handle ended on a sleepy country road in Tennessee when police surrounded the home of Mark Herring and ordered him to come out with his hands up. So I guess this guy with the Twitter handle at Tennessee, um, he was harassed by a bunch of people that wanted to acquire and then resell the lucrative social media handle through a range of intimidation tactics. This is real. He had the Twitter handle at Tennessee and a bunch of people wanted it. And so they started basically trolling him, harassing him for that, for him to give it up. I don't know who, who, I mean, who the hell cared? Like who wanted Tennessee, the state? But I guess it's just people or um, I don't know. Herring's refusal to give up at Tennessee handle, uh, federal prosecutors said, led to a night which... Uh, so what happened, he got swatted, which... Um, swatting is when you call in something serious enough uh, that will, it will make... Uh, it'll uh, bring the, They'll bring out the SWAT team for a bomb threat or something. And... Um, so that's what uh, this guy did. He was—he obviously didn't do anything. He was just sitting at home. They swatted him. So someone called and said that he had a gun and a hostage and was going to blow up at a pike palm. That if the cops showed up, he was going to blow up. So then, of course, the SWAT team showed up and uh, caused him to have a heart attack. And he died because of uh, for this Twitter handle for at Tennessee. This is this is where I would love uh, Jen. This week, uh, so, but they found out who uh, who did it. They found the person, um, and he got sentenced. That's why this uh, story was uh, brought up. And the suspect he he uh, has expressed his regret regarding Mr. Herring's death. He further was able to convey his sincere remorse for the other victims as well. Uh, I missed a big part of the story here, what happened. On Wednesday, okay, Shane uh, Sonderman was sentenced in Memphis uh, federal court to five years in prison, one count conspiracy. He pleaded guilty to the conspiracy charge uh, in March in exchange for uh, several other charges being dropped. All right. I don't know. See, sometimes they stick, sometimes... Sometimes some things would stick uh, more if Jen was here. Yeah, the Olympics are still a thing. Marty. Well, one more thing I had on my list. Uh, man, oh, this I saw this story pop up a few times, so I thought I'd bring it up. This man was... Uh, this one is going to be a reader. I apologize. A man rescued by a helicopter after a bear harassed him for a week. A miner in Alaska was rescued last week. Uh, 
by a passing Coast Guard helicopter after seven consecutive nights of harassment by a bear in the tundra. Upon being rescued, the man who was not identified requested medical care following a bear attack days prior and said the bear had returned to his camp and harassed him every night for a week straight. How does the bear, what what does the bear do to harass you? Uh, Like verbally? Like, hey, come out here, you little bitch. Come out here every night. Friends of the man had reported him late. Uh, in getting back uh, to Nomi, according to the release, the air crew discovered the man while en route. Uh, it doesn't matter. The, uh, they saw a shack topped with an SOS sign and the man spotted waving his hands. And said, okay, I don't understand the story. I'm sorry, I should have uh, read it before. <laughs> I just I saw that a few times pop up in the last few days about this man being harassed by a bear for a week straight and... Um, I thought I'll look at look into it. I didn't, and here we are. You fuck off. Thank you. All right. Well, I think we'll go for the close on that note, ladies and gentlemen. Do we have any more comments? Cubs nearby. Oh, is that the story, Ken? I don't know. I didn't. Um, I didn't look it up. Anyway. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. So. We are going to uh, come back at you with uh, brand new hours, and we'll uh, we'll announce it. So it won't change much, other than push the live uh, broadcast maybe a couple hours, and so that it'll that means pushing back the um, when the podcast episode is uploaded by a couple hours. That's it. We're still doing five episodes a week. In fact, we'll probably end up doing more episodes. Well, I mean five because. Um, more often five because uh, we won't cancel as often with the new uh, hours. So there, there's that. Swizzles Comedy Club tonight or uh, Swizzles Comedy at Swizzles in Ottawa. And um, Nova Scotia coming to Point Church clad on Tuesday. Yes. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? I'll have to look it up for the Festival Acadien de Claire. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for tuning in. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow. The Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant tomorrow. Perhaps. I don't know. We have a show tonight, so... Either I'll be alone again tomorrow or we'll do a later show. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Or we'll just be tired. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks for subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, reminding you to leave a review. It makes all the difference in the world. If you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button. Subscribe to the channel. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Thank you so much. And until then, watch your head. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I learned a lot Got a degree in what I'm not You spend your life looking for what you already got Such a beautiful waste of time Waste of time A beautiful waste of time
Time. A waste of time. 